Good evening, Lake Church. Good to see everybody tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And we also want to welcome our online audience. Let's give them a hand tonight. Good to have you with us. Tuning in by uh, on our iCampus YouTube or Facebook. We're excited that you tuned in to join us tonight. And we know that you're going to be blessed. We have, a, we have a really good word lined up for you tonight. And um, just want to start out by reminding you of a few things. You know, we do use social media to try and expand our influence. So if you have Facebook, I would encourage you to go and share our stream tonight. That way other people can see our service. And then also you might want to check in so people see where you're at tonight. So always want to remind you to do that. The more we get out there, the more chances people are going to come across and find out what's going on out here in Manfred, Oklahoma. We do not want to be the best kept secret in this area. We want to make what's happening here available to others. And so I just want to uh, share a couple of announcements with you just to remind you that this weekend, starting Sunday evening, is the John Ramirez Conference. And um, just want to remind you what Pastor said the other morning is that we're coming to be servants, not to be served. So just wanted to let you know that if there's if you don't have a place to serve during the conference, you can see Pastor Bob or myself and, you know, we can get you hooked up or you can get in and help serve the people that are coming because we have people coming from all over the place. I mean, we were looking at looking at the registration and there are a lot of people on there that we don't know who they are. So we want to be ready. Uh, to serve them and, and make, make it possible for people to come and make it as easy as it can be for them to come and get their needs met. Amen. That's what this is all about. And so also I want to remind you about our new USB series. Now, we've already sold out of the Battle Ready, which is every message uh, that we preach from this pulpit last year. But we will be making some more of those. They should be available Sunday. But we do have these single series. We have Reigning in the System of the Beast, uh, if you remember that one. It's a really good one on uh, how to reign over the world system. We also have End Time Marriage, which was pretty recent. The pastor talked about uh, all of the challenges that marriages face, especially in the time that we're living in now. And then The Craft, which is how to deal with witchcraft and get it out of our houses. Amen. All right, so uh, we are going to take up an offering real quick before we move on. It's offering time, yeah. Amen. So I just want to remind you of all the ways that we have to give. You can give uh, by the old-fashioned way of just putting a check or cash in an envelope on the seat back there. We also have uh, text to give if you want to get that. Once you've given on that, you can just save that number to your phone. It's real simple. Type in how much you want to give and put tithe or put offering you know whatever it is that you want that to go to and then also if you're online we want to give you the opportunity to sow into the ministry if this ministry is a blessing to you we want to encourage you to sow a seed so that you can be a part of the ministry that's going on around the world you know I don't even know how many countries uh, we're viewed in now it's I think it was over 70 the last time that I I heard about it and that's just amazing amazing <clears throat> that we're reaching the world from 4851 Junction in Manford, Oklahoma. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? So along with your uh, regular tithes and offerings, I just wanted to remind you that we are raising the money for the van in the Dominican Republic. 
for that ministry that they have down there where they go out to these different places and they bring young kids in, uh, young men in for basketball camp, and then they get to share the gospel with them. And the guy who leads that ministry down there now, he just has a car, and he goes out and picks these kids up and takes them home. And so he takes lots of trips to get this done on his own dime. So we want to help him out by giving him a van where he can make less trips and have more time for ministry. And so I just want to encourage you about that. If you've seen the board out in the commons, we're over halfway there. So that's very exciting. Uh, very exciting to, to be able to sow that into their ministry and they can get more kids saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and trained up and discipled so they can go out and begin to share the gospel with others as well. Now, if you are going to give by an envelope tonight, we got the bucket in the back. We're not going to be passing the bucket. You can just drop it out, uh, drop it in on your way out. And so let's pray and then we'll move on with our service. Father God, we just thank you for the the privilege it is to be in your house tonight. We just thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that we can sow into a ministry that is reaching far to the ends of the earth, Father God. And that as we give, we are sowing and, and storing up eternal rewards in heaven, Father God. And seeing people's lives transformed as they are as they are delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light we just give you praise father god we just thank you that you take this money that you multiply it to meet every need so that we always have all sufficiency in all things to complete every good work that you give us to do in jesus name amen well i got russell walls come on up let's give him a hand as he comes he's going to share with us tonight Amen. Excited to hear what the Lord's put on his heart. All right. It looks like I, uh, I recognize most of you, so I feel pretty comfortable now. This is good. All right. Okay. So uh, let's lift up the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. I thank you, Father, that you are so good to us i thank you lord that you bring revelation through your word to our ears i thank you father that your revelation will not be hindered tonight and i thank you father that you will just plant seeds in our heart and just start a fire and stir us up in jesus name amen you know talking about just lifting the name of jesus up have you all ever noticed that whenever you go and you take the word or even if you go to the street and you just speak the name of Jesus, have you ever noticed the looks you get? Just that name, that powerful name of Jesus. If you go to the street and you speak the name of Jesus, someone will shoot you a look. It, it may not be immediate, but you say the name of Jesus and someone will walk by and they'll look, they'll turn. There's just something about that name. That name is powerful. That name draws people to you that name is so so good the name of jesus in uh, philippians 2 9 it says therefore therefore god has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that 
the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Everything has to come in subjection to the name of Jesus. That is so awesome. In heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue that confesses that confessed Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. The name of Jesus, it just commands attention. It commands something that it, it just draws people that are lost. And that's what this is. This is taking it to the streets. When you take it to the streets, you take the name of Jesus to the streets, it's going to stir people up. Whether they like it or not, you're going to either you're going to find one of two people. You're going to find the lost or you're going to find believers. You're going to find one of the two. But one of those two, whenever you take it to them and say the name of Jesus, oh, you're going to get a response. It is so awesome. Ephesians uh, 1, 21, it says, Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one to come. That name commands authority. That's why it, it, it just pulls the ear. It just pulls on people. It pulls that spirit on, on their spirit. When they hear that name, Jesus, it is powerful. It is, it is so powerful. It just commands authority. Every knee shall bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, there is life. You know, the, 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 the lost. I mean, we're taking it to the streets. Nowadays, there's a time you're going to have to choose. You are going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose to take it to, uh, take the word to them or not. But you know what? People need life. They are so lost, and all they see is this dark world. And in the name of Jesus, there is life. In his spirit, there is newness of life. Hallelujah. It is so awesome to have just, just a life-giving word to them. That life-giving word, just the name of Jesus. It is so awesome. It's beautiful. In uh, John 5, 26 and 27, it says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And as he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. This life comes from God. This life that he has bestowed on Jesus, power of God, it is bestowed on Jesus. And guess what? When you accept Jesus, when they accept Jesus, Jesus is on the inside of you. And as he is, so are we. Hallelujah. There is life that's inside of us through the name of Jesus. That is, that is powerful. There is a... tell you a story... Two things. Whenever Pastor Kevin was uh, preaching, he was, uh, I think I heard just about everyone say he was all over the word that they were given. Uh, I just think it was because God was drawing everybody to that word for this appointed time. This is, God don't make accidents. He doesn't make, so, oop, that was my word. No, that's God's word. That's appointed for this time right here, right now. That's for us. We're all going to have to make that choice to take it to the streets. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to speak the name of Jesus. We're going to have to tell him, not just do you believe, but do you have a relationship with Jesus? That is a life changer. Anyways, my next point is that I, I wanted to bring out was there's something that we've all learned, but I was made 
known of this a while back is that uh, uh, there's a lot more than what you see in people. People are very complex, and it was made known to us, and I love how it was put together and explained to us in a secret world way that whenever you bump into people, that you bump into a whole lot more than what you realize. People are they're, they're, they're just loaded with surprises. Let's put it that way. So in Ephesians 6.12, it says, We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities and against cosmic powers. Do you hear that? We, we wrestle against authorities. It's directly bucking the name of Jesus, directly going against the grain, and that is the name of Jesus, what he did for you. It says, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So the story is that one of the things I wanted to share was, we, uh, Noah and I, we had went to go change glass in this guy's apartment. And I was telling Noah that, so yeah, this is like a perfect time. You know, you're around the, all these lost people, these people that have these crazy things in their houses and you just don't know what you're going to run into. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of crazy. It's like, okay, yeah, man, this is going to be good. So we get in there. I think it was the first uh, big patio door that we did. And this guy, we got there. I don't know. I think it was scheduled or something. Anyways, uh, he had just gotten back from the hospital. I'm like, yes, this is perfect. This is awesome. So we go to claim, to change his glass and here I am, I'm on fire. It's like, I, I'm, let, let's, let's do this, you know? It's like, you know, there, there's, there's someone that, uh, that can help you with this. It's Jesus. It's Jesus can help you with this. Do you want to be healed, you know? I just get giving him scripture, just being led by the Spirit. I wasn't just throwing it on him. I wasn't just reading from the Bible, just quoting just verse after verse after verse. I was trying to be led by the Spirit, just giving him the name of Jesus, and he shot me down. He's like, you, you came into my house and you brought this Jesus stuff in my house. I don't want to hear that. You need to do your job and get out. It's like, man, it hurt. And it, it, it offended me because he just, he just dissed my God. <laughs> he just dissed my Savior. He just trashed him. He just rejected, rejected him. So we did our job. We cleaned her. We, we, we changed the glass, cleaned the mess up, and we was getting out of there. And I gave him one last chance. I popped my head back in there. I told him, I said, Jesus loves you and he wants to heal you. Are you sure you don't want me to pray for you? And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, okay. <clears throat> See, that's all you can do. It's not up to us to enforce everything. It's not. It's up to us just to deliver God's love. And His love is so awesome. It, it, it doesn't have to be a complicated mess that we, we bring to Him because we can complicate the gospel. How many of y'all know that? I said, if, if you've ever went to talk to someone and you was, you was on fire to yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to talk to this guy, and I'm going to tell him, or this lady, and I'm going to give him the gospel, and you get right there to him, 
and they ask you a question and then your plan just completely just falls apart <laughs> and you're like where was I going with this <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that the, the simplicity of taking the gospel to the street is so much easier than that it's so much more awesome in uh, uh, it, it was uh, through a uh, it was a revelation that was shared to me from Pastor Kevin and it was so awesome and I think he even shared this scripture too because I, I had been meditating on this a lot and it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 it says for I have delivered to you at first the importance what I also received that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures Jesus died for me that's one Jesus was buried in the tomb for three days and he rose again that is simple that is very simple that's what he did for you and me that's what he did for everybody that is so awesome that is so special whenever you give the gospel you set the foundation we, we've been preaching this here and so the first time I've heard that I've been, I've been doing that you set the foundation when you set the foundation you set the foundation for miracles you set the foundation for healing you set the, the, the foundation for breakthrough you set the foundation for God to move through with power in their lives because that's what we're doing we're bringing the gospel to them. We have the gospel. It's inside of us. Jesus Christ lives inside of us, so we're taking it out to them. And we want them to experience life in a new way. Not just say a prayer and say, okay, good job, buddy. You're making it. It's not that. It's a relationship. Whenever you give the gospel to them with power, whenever you give it to them with love and you set the foundation for the simplicity of the gospel oh man that that is awesome that is powerful there was I'll tell you another story that sets a foundation for power there was in alright so working in a field where you go to people's houses every day you get presented with different unique uh, opportunities okay so there was this lady with uh, shingles and I had went in there and I don't even think she took the I think I, I quoted everything for her and I don't even think she took the bid I don't think I was even there to even get that work I think I was sent there specifically for that lady I really do so you set the foundation with the gospel and I found out she was already a believer. So even whenever you're in the street and you're praying for someone and you don't even know if they're saved or not, you don't even know if they have Christ in their heart, you don't know if they're, they, they have that relationship or not, you give the gospel. You set that foundation. You set the stage of what Christ did for you and delivered you from and healed you from and set you free from. He's going to show up. He's going to show up. He's going to be there with you anyways. It, it doesn't matter. But I'm talking about delivering an effective, powerful 
powerful encounter. You set the foundation with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what I did. I gave her the gospel. I let her know that God loved her. I let her know that God died on the cross for her. He was, he was buried in a tomb for her. And you know what the awesome thing was? Three days later, the, the, the mighty power of God was made known through raising Jesus Christ to the dead, and that was life. And she has life with inside of her. And when we prayed, it wasn't a big... I didn't slap her in the head and, and, and do all that stuff. That's crazy. Okay? You know, you don't have to do that. The power of God works through you. Whenever you give the gospel, he shows up. You don't have to do all that crazy, some weird stuff that people do. <laughs> you, you can, I simply held her hand. That's all I did, was I held her hand. And she was more than willing at that point. And she stuck her hand out and grabbed my hand. because She was ready to receive. She received the gospel. And that was the first time that she's had relief from shingles. And that, was, that, that supersedes what the doctors had tried to do. They tried to coat it with painkillers. They tried to do... She said that she went through a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. And it, it, it just wasn't happening. And that was the first time she experienced relief. Because she, she was in physical distress when I seen her. And when I left, she was smiling. She was laughing. And she was... That was an experience from God. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. You know what my job was? The gospel. That's what my gospel, my, my job was. I took, it, I took God to her, presented it to her, presented that there is life in her through Christ, right? And that's what she received. That was, her, that was hers. That wasn't mine. She was receiving because she heard faith. She received faith. Her faith was built through the word, and she received that was awesome. In uh, Philippians uh, 1 and 9, it says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So I want to look at, I know I read through 10, and that, that's because I love that. I love reading that. I, I pray that, that one, 9 through 11 every day. It's hard to stop with just that. <laughs> but the, what, that, that discernment and that love. See, whenever you give the gospel, you take it to the street and you see people that's in a, a particular way or in, distressed or they are they're hurt. Or you can tell, just like when you're bumping into anybody, you have to have the love of Christ on you. You can't see them as that decrepit person that, that's crippled in their, in their... You can't look at them like that. For you to effectively take it to the streets, your vision, your eyes, your, your, it has to change. And what I'm talking about that is, you need to pretend like you put on a pair of glasses, and they're called Jesus glasses. You need to look through those glasses that looks through Jesus at that person. Because if, you're, if you don't, all you're going to see is their, their hurt, their pain, their shame, their, their, their brokenness. That ain't going to work. You're not going to effectively minister to anybody like that. It has to come within. And that, that love, and it is my prayer that, 
And I change that. I don't say your love. I say my love. And it is, it is my prayer that my love may abound more and more with the knowledge and all discernment. That my love may increase more. That means, I know it sounds like a cliche, but he has to be more and I have to be less. He has to be the, the, the standard up here. While I have to take the back seat down here. That's what it has to be. Because love, it doesn't come any other way. You have to put Christ first. You have to look at people through how Christ looks at them. And that includes Walmart. <laughs> Definitely includes Walmart. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing is, is I want to talk about a, a, a time in my life that I wasn't so effective. I didn't have the effect or the desired effect to tell people about Jesus, and I wanted to. And it was, I tried. I tried. I, I got shot down so many times, and I took offense and it just, it weighed on me to the point to where I just stepped back in the corner and just kind of shriveled away. And it's like, I'll leave that to the preacher. Because it was easier. It was a lot easier. And it, it happened to be that uh, the, the life-changing experience that I had was when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now... In Ezekiel 36, 26, and 28, or 27, it says that uh, Christ, he takes that heart of stone out. Every one of us had a heart of stone at one point. And he replaces it with a heart of flesh, a teachable heart, a heart that can love again, a heart that can be sensitive to what God, to what Jesus is speaking to us and through us. Okay? And then that very next verse, it says, Then I will put my spirit within you. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there's two examples of this. When one of them is an example of salvation, and you can see that at the woman at the well. There's, when it talks about there, there's a well, okay? When you receive Christ, you get that well with inside of you. All right? So if you think about a well, how many people... Will a well sustain? Will it sustain a household? Uh, it sustains my house. I have one water well, and it sustains my house. Us four, no more. You understand? That's another cliche, but it's true. Okay? And then we have another experience when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? This was the game changer. This took my witness, anybody's witness that was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to the next level. And I'm not talking about the next level. Ooh, you take a step up. No. It jumped. Okay? In Acts 1 and 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That power that I received was it was I, I, I don't have words to describe because it's not a one time experience that power is a renewed experience all the time that power that I received wasn't just 
a, I, I showed up and I punched my card and then I'm going to go home. No, it awakened something inside of me. I know it's been said up here before, but I, I, I believe it was Pastor Kevin that said that, and I, I have to agree. Being filled with the Holy Spirit was the second greatest thing that I have ever done, that God has ever done for me, for Him. It was, it, it changed everything. It, 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 just put, it just put it over and up, above. That was it. So whenever I received Christ... If you take an example of a cup and you fill it up halfway, that's about where I was. And then when I got received, when I received the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, it filled that cup up, and it kept filling up, and it kept filling up, and it kept overflowing, and it kept affecting the people around me, and it kept affecting more and more and more. As you'd see, water would fill up something, and it would overflow, and it would spread out. That's what the Holy Spirit does. I just now thought about this, but there's another example that there's uh, rivers of life. The Holy Spirit is, is a river that continually flows from your spirit. And it just overflows, not just to you, but to other people. It is so powerful and so amazing. And the thing about that is, is if, if you struggled with that, if your witness, I'll tell you, I almost got fired one time. This is after I was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, I was at my, it was when I was a machine, and April and I were first married, and uh, I was running my machine, and I was training this new guy. This new guy was over there, and he had to do what I did, and say, so, you know what? I just flopped my Bible on the machine, just opened it up, and just started reading it. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm reading the Word of God, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> and he uh he, he, he just kept asking me questions and he just started talking to me and I just kept reading scriptures out of the Bible to him. I said, hey man, check this out and I just read the Bible. And at that point, the Holy Spirit knew what I needed to do. He was working with me with a, a very rough person and <laughs> shaping me into what I needed. But it always happened to be through the Holy Spirit that the right scripture would come up. And at one point, it came to the, it, it was so much that I was talking to him about God that the uh, supervisor came over there and said, what are y'all doing? Are you, all, are you guys going to talk? Are you going to make parts? What are you doing? <laughs> I said, oh yeah, we're making parts. <laughs> so, anyways, I wound up uh, leading him to Christ. And I wouldn't have done that without a, 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 a power, a, a river that was flowing through me because whenever I had the power of the Holy Spirit that filled me up, it was bringing life to these words. These words, I was reading these words to him and he was hearing it. It was coming from my mouth to his, his ears and it had a way of just, it, it made him hungry for the word of God. I knew how to speak his language. We was in the same profession. We was doing the same things. We had a lot of the same interests but it had a way of getting into him to where he wanted more. And it wasn't more of me. It absolutely wasn't me. It was the word of God. It was the word of God that did it. And it was the gospel. The gospel was given to him that set the, the, that set the foundation for him to receive. Amen? All right. So the, uh, if y'all have not 
receive the power of the Holy Spirit, I have no idea why you're waiting. I really don't. <laughs> I'm not shaming you. It, it's not. Uh, it, it's something that has. It, it's a free gift. It's something that God says, like here's here's salvation. It's my free gift to you. My free gift is for you to to live and for us to have relationship and for us to 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 love each other for the rest of eternity. But then there's also the promise of the Father, and that's the Holy Spirit. And the promise of the Father is a free gift. It says in Acts 1 of 4, it says, And while staying, uh, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the, of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. And that's what had happened. They, they dwelt in that upper room. They stayed there, and they waited until the Holy Spirit showed up, and they were filled with power. And that's what changed everything. In Acts 2.38, you know what happened as a result of that? In Acts 2.38, Peter, his witness went from, no, I don't know that guy, denying him three times to having the boldness to stand up and to preach the gospel with power to, to thousands of people. And Peter said to them, And repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is power. He went from his, his group, his group of, uh, of guys that he traveled with, that, that it was just them, and Jesus was their leader, and then their leader was just crucified, to standing up in front of thousands of people. That changes your witness. The power of the Holy Spirit is so awesome and is so amazing. It is great. And I encourage you, if you have not received the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, now's the time. It is now. In this world today, I don't know how you can make it. I don't know how you can hear the things that you hear, hear the media that, that says a bunch of lies and that says it has a bunch of propaganda that is, you don't know what's truth and what's not. You don't. But through the Holy Spirit, in 1 Peter 1 and 9, whenever you ask that your love abound more and more in the discernment, and you can discern the truth that's awesome. That is powerful. Whenever you talk to people, and you know, uh, Caleb and I, Caleb Klein and I, we, we encountered a guy at the shop. And uh, there, it, it wasn't just him. He had buddies with him, but you, you couldn't see him. <laughs> and we got to talking with him, and he had said that he knew Christ, but through discernment, Within, from that river, from the Holy Spirit that flows and abounds, we knew that his words only meant he knew of Christ. He didn't know him. That's discernment. That's effective. See, these are only some of the, 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 the gifts that get amplified whenever you have the Holy Spirit. There are things that you can do as, as a person without the Holy Spirit, and then there are things that you can do that you can't even believe. It's like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible. Well, yeah, that is the river of life that comes from you, and it's through Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, that's what I have for taking it to the streets. And I hope you take that away, take that with you, and I hope you let that word, uh, just, just think on that. Just meditate on that word. The power of the Holy Spirit's real. It is real. It is a, a now time necessity. Absolutely a necessity for now. So I want to uh, introduce uh, Joel, Joel Brewer. I don't think it needs much introduction, but... Uh, Here's our brother. He's going to finish us off. Thank you all for the opportunity. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, I'm excited. Amen. I'll tell you what. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to preach the gospel. Amen. When I got the call from uh, Pastor Kevin, uh, I was excited. And when he told me what the title was, I was even more excited. Praise God. So I've got a message. I hope uh, I hope it resonates with you. God's been working. Uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 17, and I'm going to be starting in verse 1. Um, first, I'm going to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I pray that you just quicken my mind and my tongue to be a vessel for you, Father. Let your anointing flow and touch the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Now, if I make a mistake on how I pronounce a word, it's not my fault. Praise God. Anyways, verse 1, it says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went to them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I preach to you is Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women joined Paul and Silas. And verse 5 says, But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace, and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I, I'm going to talk about not just taking it to the streets, amen, but disrupting the streets. Amen. Because I believe that that we've been we've been commissioned to take it to the streets for years and years and years and years. And for some reason or another, the church has failed. Right. You can see it with what's going on. We, it's time for us to wake up. Right. It's time to us for us to arise. And uh, I believe that we need to disrupt the streets. Hallelujah. We need to take it to the streets, but we need to disrupt it. Hallelujah. The word world here uh, where it says that they turn the world upside down the word world in the Greek is okiomene and that word is the places that they inhabited and so every place that, that they inhabited they turned upside down and they preached the gospel. Every place that they went they turned upside down. They, they began to speak the word of God. Amen. And I believe that that's what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to disrupt the system. He's calling us to make a change, amen, and to rise out of our slumber. 
This is something we got to understand. People who benefit from other suffering will be angry when the suffering stops. Amen? We see this in today's society right now. We see this going on with the media and on the internet and, and all these other avenues that, that people are fearful. They're afraid. I mean, ministers have shut their churches down during this pandemic instead of standing for God's Word. And so God tells us in the Word that He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And I believe it's time for us to wake up and, and begin to, to move in this world. Amen? That's why these people were angry at Paul and Silas, because they were disrupting the systems that benefited them. Amen? They disrupted the system. Everywhere they went, they spoke of the good news. They spoke of the gospel. And they began to do it in such a way that it was supernatural. That's one thing about the early church. Amen? That, that they did well was disrupt the system supernaturally. What did they do? They went out healing, teaching, and delivering. And that's what we're called to do. But for some reason or another, the enemy has come in. He's blinded us. He's persuaded us otherwise. Amen? And we haven't been doing the work that we've been called to do. This is what we are called to do. Every world system that has been twisted by Satan should be righted by the church. Amen? This happened in our schools. When prayer was in our schools, it was something I remember when I was a kid. It was a routine. You came in, you did the Pledge of Allegiance, and you prayed. And what happened? They took it out of the schools. What did the Christian do? We didn't do anything. We didn't stand up for God's Word. We allowed it to happen. And now look at the society we live in now. So it's important for us to just, you know, we need to be getting out there. We need to be speaking of God's Word. We need to be showing love, like uh, Russ said. And we need to be doing it uh, in such a way that, that we're healing, teaching, and delivering people from their problems. Hallelujah. Now, we should be disrupting uh, every place we go. So that means if you're in the workplace, you know, maybe, maybe you're uh, in the medical field, you should be taking it to the medical field. Uh, if, you're, if you're in Walmart, as he mentioned, you know, we should be taking the gospel to Walmart. I know that sounds corny, but I mean, that's what we're called to do. If we see somebody hurting, we need to do something about it. See, it's our responsibility as children of God to take it outside the church. We can't, we, we got to go out of our comfort zone. I know it's comfortable sometimes to just be in the church and, and not do anything, you know, and just listen to the pastor preach. And, and we go outside the church and we see somebody hurting and we don't do anything about it. We have failed. Amen? The agenda of the enemy has been to remove the supernatural. The church is powerless without the anointing of God. And without taking this word, this gospel, this good news to the streets, it's powerless. So the pastor can only reach his congregation. And well, fortunately here we can go all around the world. But, but most often the pastor can only reach the, the people in the walls of the church. And so it's up to us as children of God, the ones that sit on the pews that know who Jesus is, to go out and speak the truth and go out and speak the word so that people can be delivered. Amen? We got John Ramirez fixing to come. You know, he's going to bring us some powerful, powerful stuff. And there's going to be a lot of people delivered and set free. But you know what? You got the same power that he has. 
All you've got to do is take a stand for God and begin to take it outside to the streets, right? But it's something to take it to the streets. It's another thing to disrupt it, to cause an uproar for God, amen? To stand up for God's Word. How does the enemy do this? Well, there's many different ways that the enemy causes us to fall. But as I was studying, I found this in the book of James. If you want to turn there, you can. Um, let's see. I thought I had it marked here somewhere. In the book of James, chapter 1, and uh, starting in verse 14, it says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. This is what's happening. We're being tempted with things outside the church. We're being tempted with things that, that we should have no part in. But yet, because of our flesh, we're weak sometimes, and we are being tempted, and we're allowing the enemy to win. But it's for up to us to change that. In verse 15, it says, Then, when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So, you know, we have an opportunity here. We have an opportunity to take this gospel, this word, the truth, and take it outside this church. We have an opportunity to, to impact Manford even more than it already has been impacted. We have an opportunity, and it's our responsibility as believers. Amen? I have good news for you, though. Hallelujah. We have... And I'm going to repeat the same scripture that uh, Russ gave. But we have Acts 1.8. See, oftentimes we don't, we don't have the words. Oftentimes we don't know what to say. Right? So we have to rely on the, the move of the Holy Spirit. We have to uh, rely on the Holy Ghost to prompt us and give us the words that we need. Amen? And so in Acts 1 and 8 it says... Uh, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will receive power to be witnesses unto uh, Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen? But after the Holy Ghost has come upon us, well, I started thinking about that, and I remember back when Pastor was preaching on due to power and all these different powers that, that help us to go out into society and preach the gospel. And this, this, this power that we're talking about here is inherent power. It's solely his domain. It, it's his power. And in the Greek, it says deutimus power, which is miracle working power. How many of you know that we need miracle working power uh, working in our lives? Amen? Because we're just mere human. And we are flesh and we fail. And we make mistakes. We do things that, that is contrary to God's word. But with this miracle working power, we can go out to the streets and we can disrupt it. Amen? We could cause an uproar for Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's important. That's what we need to be doing. But somewhere along the way, we've missed it. Now, I know I'm not talking about anybody in this church, right? We've all been out preaching the gospel and, and serving food and, and blessing people and helping people and praying for people. So it's not us but the world but it's our it's our responsibility right as children of God to do this and to take this out there I gotta say you cannot take Acts 1-8 out and still expect to have the power necessary to turn the streets right side up amen witness requires proof 
and proof is supernatural. Hallelujah. So we need, you know, we want to see God's work. Well, we got to rely on the Holy Ghost. But if we want proof, we've got to take it to them in, in, in such a way. Amen. That they know who Jesus is. They know the power that, that he has. And they're able to use that power and authority. As Pastor Kevin was preaching Sunday, we have authority that will help us. Amen. And we need to be doing the same things that Jesus was doing. Teaching, healing, preaching. Amen. We have the authority to do those things. But for some reason or another, we're not doing it. But we have an opportunity here. Amen. We have an opportunity to take God's word outside this church. Hallelujah. And, and begin to go into the community and make an impact and a difference on this world that we live in. We are called to preach, teach, and heal. In Matthew 4.23, these were Jesus' three main aspects of healing, I mean of ministry. And taking it to the streets is what he did. He took it to the streets. He took it to the synagogues. He took it everywhere he went. And he had a group of disciples that followed him and did the same thing. How many of you know that me and you are disciples? Hallelujah. And our responsibility is to take it to them. The Bible says to go out, preach the gospel, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen? And make disciples of them. And that's our responsibility. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be making disciples. Hallelujah. So we can be effective more with the power of God than without. But we also need to know the Word of God in order to do it. Amen? So the Bible says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I believe if you do that on a daily basis, you're going to have what you, what you need to go out and take it to the streets. Amen? You're going to have what you need because you know what the Word of God says. We have an opportunity here to make a difference. We have an opportunity. Our time is, is coming close. Amen? It's about to end. If we really knew how quick it was going to be here, we wouldn't be able to fathom it. So it's important that we take this responsibility that God has given us and we begin to go out and we begin to teach, we begin to heal, we begin to preach the gospel. Amen? Hallelujah. So in turning this world upside down, it, it, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, we got to pray, we got to fast, we, we got to stay in the word. But sometimes we might need to talk to somebody. We have pastors, you know, other ministers in the church that if we don't know what, you know, we, we, we need to do, we could go to them and they can pray with us and they can give us direction. Amen? So that we are able. And I'm not just talking to the ministers. Amen? I'm talking to every person that occupies a seat in this church. It's your responsibility. Amen? And you need to be out telling people how good God is but also, you need the proof to show that they've been changed and set free and delivered. Amen? I believe that's important. So I want to challenge you. Amen? I want to challenge you. We have an opportunity right now. We have an opportunity to go out and to begin to declare how good God is. We got John Ramirez fixing to come. There's going to be some powerful things that take place. Some big change in people's lives. But we could do that now. Amen? We could do that before he comes. We could set the tone for his coming. 
Hallelujah. We can set the tone. We need to be praying daily. Hallelujah. We need to be fasting if that's, if that's what God calls us to do. And we need to be seeking God's face and seeking the word and asking him to help us through whatever it is that, that these people are going to be going through. Because there's going to be a lot of people that come here that are lost, that need, need deliverance, that have drug problems. Maybe they, maybe they got financial problems, other situations going on in their lives. And it's our responsibility to make a difference. I don't want to just take it to the streets. I want to disrupt the streets. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to be an uproar for Jesus. And I know sometimes we feel like, you know, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm this, this older person or I'm this too young to do this for God. But I'm telling you, there's nobody too young and too old to, to take the gospel to the streets. Amen? There's nobody that, that can't be effective for God if we allow the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost to, to guide us and, and to show us what to do. We have an opportunity here. So I challenge you to seek after the Holy Ghost. Amen? Asking Him to open your eyes of understanding so that you may know what to do when you do take it to the streets. So you may know what to do. Maybe you walk in uh, somewhere and you see somebody hurting and you have no clue, but the Spirit of God inside of you tells you, like Russ was saying, and prompts you to do something. Well, that's an opportunity. And I, I, I could honestly say throughout my life in the ministry, there's been times when I've missed opportunities. Hallelujah. And there's nothing that feels worse than, than missing an opportunity to deliver somebody or to heal somebody. Uh, uh, I don't know how many times somebody says, pray for me, and you say, I'll pray for you. But do you pray for them? Do you really take the responsibility and, and, and do that? Because sometimes we say it, but we don't mean it. Sometimes we say it and we forget about it because we get busy. Amen? And we go on to doing something else, and that was an opportunity to deliver that person. That might have been an opportunity to, to set the captives free in their lives or bring a blessing of finances to them. That's an opportunity that we, we miss. And I, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I know there's many of us, I'm sure, that have missed an opportunity because we didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to take it to, to them. Well, you have an opportunity right now to, to ask God to open the eyes of your understanding supernaturally. Amen? To be able to turn this world right side up. Hallelujah. But it's going to take soldiers. Amen? It's going to take soldiers because it ain't just about the church. Hallelujah. It ain't just about what they can impact or what they can do. It takes soldiers to take it to the streets. Amen? It takes soldiers to go out and, and to feed people when they're hungry. It takes soldiers to go out and, 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 and pray for someone to be healed and delivered. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a soldier for Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to be a soldier for Christ. I want to stand above the crowd and against the crowd. Amen? As long as I'm doing it for God. Hallelujah. And for the gospel. So I challenge you today. Take heed of this. Get a hold of what God says. Supernaturally, we can turn this world upside down. We have an opportunity. So take your opportunity. Amen? At the end of this thing, there's going to be ministers up here. 
If you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, today is the day for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can tell you this from personal experience. There was a time that I didn't believe in God at all. There was a time when I was out doing bad things and I wasn't saved. But God set free me and, and delivered me and began to love on me and, and changed my life. Hallelujah. And then I didn't believe in, in speaking in tongues. And I remember going into the church that I, that I was at for 25 years. I was in that church, and, and, and uh, I heard that for the first time. And I think I almost blasphemed. Amen? Because I didn't believe in speaking in tongues. And I remember reading a scripture that said that that was one of the unforgiven sins. And I remember going home and praying, Lord, please forgive me. I got filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and I began to call on God. I had to call my pastor and ask him if I was going to go to hell because I didn't know the gospel. You know, I was still young at it, a rookie at it, and I didn't know what to do. And so I called him and I said, am I going to go to hell for this? I don't want to go to hell. I, I want to I live for Jesus, amen? And I want that, uh, and I remember sitting there after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I got down on, on the pew in front of me, and I prayed, Lord, I ain't getting up from this altar until you fill me with the Holy Ghost. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and then all I remember is them carrying me back to the, the back of the church. I was drunk in the spirit, went home, started making all kinds of bookmarks and, and stuff with scriptures on it, and I, my life was changed forever. And it has been a rocky road. You know, I've had to fight along the way, and I've failed along the way, and I've missed opportunities along the way. But I'm here to tell you now, it's time for us to take a stand. Hallelujah. We have an opportunity, and it's, it's, it's about to go by the wayside. So let's take a stand for Jesus. Amen? Let's receive what he has for us. So if you, uh, if you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, maybe you have a ministry within you, and you don't even know. Hallelujah. You have an opportunity. Come up here. See one of these ministers. They'll pray with you. Amen. They'll stand with you. They'll believe with you. And I believe that you'll be set free. Amen. You'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the power that we need to be effective. So I just want to open these. I uh, have the ministers come up here. Amen. Give you an opportunity. If you have something that you're dealing with or something that you're going through, I want to give you an opportunity to come up here and receive from God. Amen? Because I believe that we're going to be able to make more of an impact if all of us are doing, our, doing the work, if all of us are taking it to the streets. Amen? Hallelujah. You could go to a doctor's appointment tomorrow and speak the Word of God to the doctor, and he could be saved, and through him, many people could be healed. Think about that. It's an opportunity for us. Hallelujah. And so as we set the tone for Ramirez to come in and bless and heal and deliver, I believe it, it, it's an opportunity for us to be powerful in this. Amen. So I just ask the ministers if there's any ministers that want to pray. If anybody has a, a situation that they're going through, maybe, maybe you just need uh, help to know what your call is. You know, many of us don't know what our call is. Hallelujah. So if you have a, you know, have a need or or financial struggle maybe you need are going to the doctor and you need a healing for something come up here and receive from these ministers amen come up and receive don't leave out of this place and go back to your normal life amen 
Take this gospel with you. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for an opportunity. Lord, I pray as we close this, Father God, that you will move miraculously, mightily, and divinely upon your people and stir up a fire and anointing in their lives. Let the Shekinah glory come down and just begin to touch each and every one, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You're dismissed. <laughs>